Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on? I am Mark Grody. Welcome into the Daily Score. And I'll, I'll admit that while I am recording this, I'm keeping an eye on the Cubs game. And I hope that by the time you are listening to this podcast, the Cubs have stopped blowing offensive opportunities. Um, although as I am watching it, Justin Steele was brilliant again. And uh, the Cubs are leading. Let's hope things that will not have changed by the time that you are watching or listening to this podcast. And thank you so much for being here. I'm Mark Rohde. This is the Daily Score. Ray Diaz is here as well. Big, big day for the Chicago Bears for a lot of reasons. And I will say before we get to the roster moves that were made, I still think that the biggest thing that we heard from the Bears on Tuesday is the fact that Matt Eberflus got up there and told us that Tevin Jenkins is the only week-to-week injury. In other words, all of these injuries that we've been telling you about over the past few weeks where it's been between 16 and 20 guys out on any given day, apparently they're all good to go now. Um, You know, how cohesive the unit will be after guys missing a lot of time like Jaquan Brisker and Tremaine Edmonds, who obviously already did return, but you know, Eddie Jackson and so on, all of these guys, apparently they, they are ready to go and they are off. If there was an injury report, they wouldn't be on it. Tevin Jenkins would exist on it. So that's huge. I thought that was really good to hear. Now, the the more pronounced news and the headline grabbing is going to be the the cut down day that occurred. The Bears right now, they, they have their 53-man roster. There are going to be more moves that are made because they get to put together a 16-man practice squad. And the Bears are, as as players go through waivers, the Bears will have the first shot at everybody because they had the number one overall pick, and that extends over to the waiver wire as well. But let me do you guys a favor, and I'm going to go through all the players that were designated for waivers or cut or outright. I'm just going to read the list that the Bears sent to me. And just so you know exactly who is no longer part of the Bears, some of these names will be significant. Some of them will not be. But I'm going to go through exactly the way the Bears sent it. The Bears have waived the following players. Linebacker Micah Baskerville, defensive lineman Travis Bell, who was one of their draft picks, late-round draft pick. Fullback Robert Burns, who had a touchdown and a two-point conversion in the game on Saturday. He is out, as is tight end Stephen Carlson. 
Macon Clark is out. He was a defensive back for the Bears. Offensive lineman Kellen Dyche is no longer with the Bears. Neither is Dieter Eisen, another offensive lineman, who maybe will be brought back on the practice squad. We'll see. DeMarquise Gates, a linebacker, was waived by the Bears. One of the big names or significant names, name that you will know, Travis Gibson, the defensive lineman, waived by the Bears here in this is fourth year, the money year of his rookie contract. Too bad for Travis Gibson. Started on the upswing in his career with the Bears and just kind of has been a slutty slide down since then. A great dude, a great interview, a great guy in the locker room, good to the fans at Soldier Field, all of that kind of stuff. So for whatever it's worth, yeah, Travis Gibson, good dude. Jalen Harris, defensive lineman wave. So with Robert Haskins, another offensive lineman. DeAnthony Jones, Josh Lug, uh, Roy Mediteko was also uh, waved by the Bears. Lachlan Pitts, uh, Logan Steinberg. Steinberg, the offensive lineman, was waved by the Bears as well. Uh, Davian Taylor, Braylon Trahan, Kendall Vildor in that same draft class, the 2020 draft class, with Travis Gibson, he was waived today as well. So now I'm just looking at that 2020 class. Cole Komet still prominently featured from that class. He got his dough, obviously. Uh, Jalen Johnson, a second-round pick from 2020. And, of course, these are not Poles' picks. But Jalen Johnson, he is hoping that he's on the cusp of getting an extension. Don't know if he's going to. Kendall Vildor, gone. Uh, Darnell Mooney, still very much here. Arlington Hambright and Latavia Simmons, the two seventh-round offensive linemen, are no more as well. Local kid, Skokie kid, Barrington Wade didn't make it. He was waived, um, as was Michael Walker. And another draft pick of Ryan Poles, Kendall Williamson. It was the seventh-rounder, just like Travis Bell, so both of those guys were, were waived. The Bears also terminated the following vested veterans, defensive lineman Andrew Brown. Uh, offensive lineman Aviante Collins, who we saw a lot in training camp. Wide receiver Doris Fountain, my guy, my guy, gets uh, gets terminated. How do you terminate Doris Fountain? Stop it. Nathan Peterman, see if he makes it back to the practice squad. We're going to talk more about the quarterbacks here in just a second. Greg Stroman, defensive back, he was um, his contract terminated. Thought he had a good camp. He, he was good. Same with the Simba Webster or Simba Webster. The, the wide receiver, kick return. We'll see if he lands back on the practice squad as well. Bears placed the following player on reserve injured. That'd be a wide receiver, Isaiah Ford. And finally, the Bears have waived the following player with an injury designation. Again, waived slash injured. That is running back Treston uh, Ebner. So Treston Ebner is gone. And again, practice squads will be formulated. I do want to get into what it means for the guys that are here. And I think that, you know, the, the most significant story of a player that made this team still is, and we're going to be using this name a lot. And it's Tyson Bajan, who right now, as we're recording this, is the number two quarterback on the Bears depth chart behind Justin Fields. Now, the question was asked to the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, are you really ready to make this undrafted free agent from a Division II school your week one backup against the Packers? I would say that, uh, again, just kind of uh, letting the roster finalize itself. We certainly feel great about where he is. You know, he's put his best foot forward, and we're excited where we, we see him going in the future. 
on a bigger picture level, what do you challenge him to do within this season? You know, now that he's earned this opportunity. Um, I would just say that you know he's uh, you know really just to improve and get better. You know, it's it's when you're a young player like that, you know, you have to improve and get better every single week. And he's going to learn as he goes through the process of how the game plan changes every week. And that's probably a lot different than what he's used to. Um, you know, you put a training camp install in and you're going through these concepts that you have, you know, the runs and then the play action comes off of it and the screen game we're putting in and, you know, the quick game, the empty game and so forth. And you kind of go through that process during week one, week two, week three of training camp. And all of a sudden now you get to a game week. And you're like, say, hey, we're going to pull this off the board, this off the board. We're going to change this, adjust this. And you got to learn all those uh, concepts, but and they may look different uh, to the to the uh, def- defense. And that's how we put them in. So he's going to have to learn how to do that process. Yeah, a little bit of hesitance, I thought, from the Bears head coach, Matt Eberflus, talking about Tyson Bajan and realism. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be these simplified plays, you know, the way they were in the preseason. There's a lot more he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to learn on the fly. And that's just Matty Rufus's way of saying, yeah, man, you might be the guy, but we're about, if you are going to be the guy, we're about to throw a whole lot more at you. And if you're a head coach from the NFL, you pretty much have to assume that at some point in time, the backup quarterback will play, whether it's for a game or two or for a series or two or for a quarter or two, whatever the case may be. So a little bit of hesitation from, from Flus on that. And I thought this was interesting as well, too. I want you to listen to Matt Eberflus's tune or tone as he's talking about Tyson Bajan again right here. And the question was, do you think that utilizing – the, the Bears order in the waiver process, as I told you, the Bears will have the, the number one overall picks in those in that process, assuming they'd like to go through that process. That utilizing that the, the number one picks in the waiver process could lead to veteran leadership at quarterback behind Justin Fields. Here's Flues. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thought. I mean, uh, we, we are certainly looking at that option. Um, we are looking at other options too, but uh, that's certainly a good thought when you can have somebody with experience in there to help uh, um, younger quarterbacks. Um, you know, that's certainly something that we've talked about. Yeah. So they Flus keeping all options open. So, I mean, just the way he sounds just throughout this whole process, there's always been something that has made me doubt that Tyson Bajan is actually going to be QB two. We'll see if, if that's right, or if he just keeps, you know, bursting right through all these obstacles as Tyson Bajan has. So I guess I'll uh, believe it when I see it, when the bears open up against the Packers on September 10th, and I see a depth chart and we get the inactives and Tyson Bajan is actually on that list. So I would say, I would just say stand by still, for the, the quarterback's room and exactly how the depth chart is going to go down. A few other things. The the Dan Feeney trade is officially – who the hell is Dan Feeney? Yeah, he is an interior offensive lineman. The Bears acquired from the Miami Dolphins for a sixth-round pick. Straight up, straight up. Bears give up a sixth-rounder for 2024, and they get Dan Feeney, who can play center and he can play guard. And we know that that's where – they're, the Bears are a little suspect right now because there's no way Tevin Jenkins is going to play in the first game against Green Bay. So he's out at guard. 
you know, um, I guess Lucas Patrick is healthy because Matty Flew said everybody's healthy, but do they maybe not want to use him again because he wasn't very good when he played center or guard last year? Uh, you know, I don't know. So Dan Feeney is, but the way they talked about him is that he's like, as opposed to the, he is to the guard position, what a swing tackle would be to the tackle position as in he could play anywhere. So Flus made it sound like he would just be depth, but who knows? Not something that we are entitled to know at this point, but I did think it was interesting. And yeah, I mean, with the offensive line, looks like Darnell Wright will be back at right tackle. Nate Davis should be playing. Um, you know, Braxton Jones has always been there. Cody Whitehair is there. He's been playing guard because of his hand and because of Tevin Jenkins. But look, if Tevin Jenkins' hand heals and, you know, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that Cody Whitehair could be right back at the center position by the time the Bears play the Packers on that Sunday at, at 3 o'clock. Um, I do believe that that is it. I mean, this is a fluid situation, so things can uh, change quickly. We'll be talking soon to Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears, and uh, Ian Cunningham, the assistant GM, and the drama continues to build towards the first week of the season, and I am pumped about it. This is where it starts to get real, as I, I said yesterday. Thanks to everybody for listening. Really appreciate you watching or listening to The Daily Score wherever you find your podcast. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody. Have a great rest of your day.